interrupt this program to bring you a special report. Tell me, what's going on down there? E.T., we are turning this chopper so we can get a clear visual at what's going on here. It's... It's a podcast! Today we are going to be discussing the future of the Gamera franchise. What is our favorite, most enjoyable kaiju film? I would say a Final Wars, because that movie has no non it's non-stop action. Well, I would pick uh, Godzilla vs. Mechagodzilla 74. All this and more on Kaiju Conversations. Talking big every week. Hey everybody, I am your host, Aztec Productions, and welcome to a brand new episode of Kaiju Conversation. I am joined by my co-host and my co-co-host, Justice and ET13 Productions. What's going on, guys? Nothing uh, much. Nothing much. Yeah. Uh, now, Justice, I understand that you were sick last week, and I hope you're feeling better. How are you doing? How are you feeling? Um, I'm feeling a lot better this week. Uh, as I understand, and week before last, uh, you had a birthday party, isn't that correct? I did. I had some family over. Um, I surprisingly got a fair share of some kaiju stuff. I did get a copy of Godzilla Awakening, uh, but it was a lot of fun. Uh, and I'm glad to hear that you are feeling better. And uh, now that you know the whole the whole cast is back and the hosts are ready to get the game plan on let's start talking about kaiju as a team again so now we're going to get into the kaiju talk of the day and that is the future of gamma how what is the future of the gamma franchise how could this work out now gamma is very well known to the kaiju franchise he's right up there with godzilla and kong mostly for kaiju fans in general he's very well known if you're to ask an american uh, guy who's mostly recognizable faintly with Godzilla Kong. They 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 won't know Gamera or Ultraman well, and all that jazz. Well, I well, mean, it's... Mystery Science Theater opened the door a lot. They to, did, to and it was a big show. Yeah. It was eh, it it was a big show, and they you're right. They did open the door to to Gamera for a lot of people with their uh, Gamera episodes. True, yeah, I I agree with that. Um, but th- he doesn't. He doesn't have the that, same recognition as. I'd say that all the Gamera films are a little bit of a decade late, and the fact that all the ones from the uh, '60s and uh, all, all the Showa films, they weren't really. There was like a first generation of people that really were popular with them here in America, with. Mm-hmm. Them not it won't they didn't come out for like a number of years isn't that correct before they made it on American uh, theaters isn't that correct like they uh, didn't I I don't believe so I yeah. believe they came out they were TV they came out on TV first I know that yeah and then there was the second generation with the Showa films that was introduced through it by the MST3K, which was the 90s. And then by that point, there was a whole entire another series of Gamera 
that MST3K didn't go on uh, because, I mean, it was completely different from the Showa series. But that, that was also a little bit later into the 90s, mm-hmm. and by that point, MST3K wasn't really doing anything on Gamera by that right. point. I, I think they might have also it even stopped airing by that point. So Well, so the early the, 90s so, was when we saw the Gamera. Movies well, or... here's the thing. I wouldn't say that I wouldn't say that they were really popular until the advent of the internet, and where they were easily more easily accessed through the internet. So that's why I'd say Gamera's pretty much a decade late whenever it comes to all of their series. Mm-hmm. Right. Both and of them. I'll yeah, and Mystery Science Theater 2000. They did introduce a lot of people to Gamera, and it was a very popular show at the time. But uh, we, I think, depends on the person you ask and the generation they grew up with Gamera. They can either tell you that he was a kind of cheesy hero. Uh, Gamera's in a bunch of crazy things back in his day, of course. Got that gymnastics Gamera clip where he's basically doing the uh, little flip on the pole. You guys remember that? Mm-hmm. Gamera versus Gleron. Yeah, that was good. That was crazy. That was that that it was weird. Uh, that was it was weird. It was different. But I'm telling you, when I was a kid, that thing made me laugh super hard, and I was really, really addicted to seeing that scene over and over again because that was really funny back in back you when I saw that. It? Of course, I did. It's a freaking giant turtle doing a flip on a pole. Who doesn't laugh at that? I I didn't laugh. I what what it was. You you took it serious. You took Gamera. You took it that serious. You took. A, I, I a don't giant... laugh during giant monster movies. What? Not even what? older Gamera movies. Not not even whenever uh, Godzilla or in in Godzilla versus Smog Monster, all the trippy scenes where everybody's tripping out and everybody turns. As their heads you, turn into, how would you laugh? Yeah, okay, no, yeah, 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 no. I did not laugh that, at that. that. I was extremely that disturbed by that. I was extremely I disturbed by that scene. That's like, okay, Godzilla versus Hedora was just a whole new level of disturbing for me. Okay, the imagery in that was just too much for me. As when a I kid. was, a, whenever I was a really young gone. kid, whenever I was a really young kid, I thought it was slightly disturbing. But now, it, like. Uh, like not even now, just like a little. Whenever I got a little bit older, I laughed. I laughed. I laughed so hard at those scenes. Okay, and, I could uh, laugh at how uh, awkward that scene is. It is an yeah. awkward scene, but like, oh man, I think I'd bring Godzilla versus Ghidorah for me. It, it just creeped me out so much as a kid. Like the music and all, you know, the Ghidorah's theme. It's very eerie and creepy. And when he walks when, during that theme plays, it's just really creepy that was by far the most the godzilla film i was most scared of the thing that always creeped me out with godzilla versus adora was the uh that once i i know it doesn't really make any sense but do you remember that one scene or well i guess it's a shot where hedora flies over like a construction uh building under yes. construction and yes. there's no audio to it yes. for some odd reason that was so creepy to me it not yes, it was. I mean, it's it, it's like an uncanny valley type of thing where it's it's 
it, the model actually doesn't look that bad in that scene, which is the I I guess which was it, it, I I got a perfect example of what it it felt like watching. It felt like watching an animated segment segment from the wall with it it tr- it, it looking really really realistic, but there's like there these slight things that about it that make it feel unnerving because of the fact that it's just slight things that you don't see in real life or that doesn't work in real life. Like with how the animation Mm -hmm. in the wall is really good, but it's not perfect as all animation is. I don't know if I would compare Godzilla versus Hedra to the wall. Not completely. That movie is... Uh, I'm not saying completely. If you think Godzilla vs. Hedra is mixed up or messed up and crazy, then the wall is insane. uh, I'm not saying that all of Hedorah is comparable to the wall. Like, whenever it comes to, like, the movie as a whole, comparing those two, I definitely say the wall is way more messed up. But I'm saying, what I'm saying is, whenever it comes to comparing, like, that specific shot, to say whenever that uh, weird uh, dog type thing in Waiting for the Worms bites that one smaller animal and then he slowly changes into like a humanoid type of thing and has his tongue wrap around the thing that he just bit into, that that is like the type of thing I'm talking about. It's very weird and disturbing. For anybody listening at home, I do not recommend looking this up because it's very, very twisted actually, and weird. Actually, I would. I, I would. Well, now people want to look at it. Not for no. kids. It's, not, it's not, not for kids. Especially a flower scene. I'm well, actually, not for actually, kids. No, not that. Well, I'd say, I'd say if, I'd say waiting for the worms is okay for about a a very imaginative imaginative 13 year old there is a little bit of violence in that and blood so i wouldn't say for like anyone too young mm-hmm. but whenever it comes to uh what well, what is it the the one that you were talking about the one that has like the flower scene yeah i would yes. not recommend that unless you're of adult another one i would recommend for like probably a little bit older is Maybe like 15, 15, 14 year olds is Goodbye Blue Skies because yes, that yes. has a lot of that. That's a, I actually watched that whenever I was 13, so maybe 13 as well. I actually really like Goodbye Blue Skies, but uh, I, I think I'm getting a little bit off track, anyways. Back to Gamera, um, yeah, but as you were saying, we went from like goofy Gamera to like a really dark. <laughs> Twisted path. <laughs> My God, <laughs> how did it's uh, weird but, how it's weird how conver- conversations can just twist and turn into something really right. strange and That's out crazy. there. Yeah, we just went from goofy to disturbing that yeah. that fast. But um, flip the what was point. I? But uh, um, we were talking about how camera could work in the modern sense. Right. We were saying if you grew up, some of you might have known as Gamera as the cheesy hero, or if you grew up in kind of that uh, 90s setting, you could have known him as a protector, but maybe towards uh, 
uh, Revenge of 90s. Iris, you cut a song. Yeah, the 90s, maybe towards Revenge of Iris, you cut a song as a real awesome kaiju who's really capable of doing much and is, you know, just really menacing in Revenge of Iris. And even though I don't own that film and I'm still on the lookout for Revenge of Iris, and I've only watched tons of reviews just to get a, from what people have said, it's, it's I've heard it's that kind of dark actually for a not maybe up there with maybe not gojira uh and gm maybe gmk dark which personally i don't think gmk is that dark um but um, i'd say i'd yeah. say gmk is an ima- is imaginative that's what i would right. say gmk i is. think the only the yeah. only dark thing about gmk was is godzilla's origins and i don't think there's anything else really that kind of screams like I mean, dark. I mean, this the set, the mood is dark, but I wouldn't say nothing like uh, particularly talked about is dark. Like, say, mm. uh, say, uh, Final Wars. That's a very dark movie whenever it comes to mooding and lighting. But whenever it comes to like the actual plot of that movie, yeah, it's, it's not. It's not. It's, it's not dark whatsoever. Yes, it's it's goofy and 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 weird and outgoing, but fun. But yeah, I think, uh, of course, a lot of people prefer the, the 90s Gamera over the Showa Gamera, but that's just an opinion. Uh, I, I myself prefer the 90s. I don't prefer the Garden of the Universe Gamera. Uh, I don't like that design. I think it, it's a little more aimed towards children with the cuteness factor of that Gamera. Uh, I'm a bigger fan of the Revenge of Iris design, which is a lot more lethal and it's got the mohawk and i always love that mohawk design and it's you know the eyes everything about that design is awesome and i think that brings me to my first point actually could i say something really quick that's yeah, a uh, i have a unpopular opinion but in all honesty if i was going to pop in a gamma movie whether it be showa or 90s most likely i'd put in a showa film Mostly just because yeah. of the fact that those are a lot more fun. So I right, guess I, they are more fun. I technically say I kind of like the Showa more whenever it comes to just popping it in. But whenever it comes right. to like which whenever which one I think is better made, but a uh, better mm-hmm. movie. Like all if you want to sit down, if you want to sit down for a really awesome kaiju film, yeah, you can really enjoy. Yeah, yeah, I'd say the '90s. But here's the thing as well. If I wanted to do that, Aztec, as you were saying, I would probably put in a Millennium Godzilla movie over one of the uh, Gamera ninety, the '90s Gamera movie. In all honesty, mm-hmm. or GMK. Yeah, I can see. Right, I could, If you want to put like GMK over Revenge of Iris, like I, I really yes. can't tell you which one, because like I said, I don't, I haven't seen the full Revenge of Iris film. Uh, but as I've heard, I've just heard really positive things about it, and then it really kind of did change Gamma for a lot of people from being a kind of, you know, like I said, maybe it went from goofy, he went to kind of like cute, and then he just went full out in Revenge of Virus, like, hey, if you humans are in my way, I do not care, people will die. So he's more of a, how do I see, he's, he's the hero, but he's kind of like, Man of Steel Superman, where he's doing good, but there's some there's lots in his way, and you know, you know things get destroyed really, kind of like 
like I said, Superman and Man of Steel, he's doing his job, but of course a lot of people have to go down. Are you saying Man of Steel is a good killed. movie? Um, oh, that's a debate for another day, Justice. <laughs> that is a debate for another day. I will debate that. <laughs> but, oh man, we got to do that. <laughs> we have to do that sometime. But um, yeah, it's just... Uh, I was saying, that brings you to my first point. Do you think Gamera has to go back to his dark roots in order to work today? No. E.T., why don't you think Gamera has to go back to his dark roots in order to work? Well, I think King of the Monsters is a perfect example. If you look at it from what we've seen so far, it's not a dark Godzilla movie. It's... Well, color scale wise, it's dark, but mm-hmm. like Final not, Wars, yeah, it's not dark at heart. Right. Un- and I could just see as if if they were able to fill g- fulfill Gamera as they do now with Godzilla, it would work. I mean, the issue with the Gamera movies is they started to defy the laws of physics and logic with everything. And that's really where Gamera started to go downhill. Because if you notice, it didn't really start to get bad until Gamera versus Gauss. And then after that, it started to go downhill really quick. Because they started yeah. to do outlandish, crazy stuff. Yeah, Gamera versus Barugon. 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 Uh, yeah. That, that, can, can I? Go off on a little bit of a tangent. That name is really stupid, in all honesty. Barugan. Anyways, yeah, Barugan. Barugan. But Barugan is a a lot more easier, easy to understand. And I know that's another kaiju. Which came out first? I can't remember. Was it Barugan or Baragon? Uh, what came first, Barugan or Frankenstein Conquers the World? Um. Anyways, Frankenstein there... Conquers the oh. World came out, I believe, the exact same year, if not slightly, because oh. oh. Frankenstein Conquers the World came out in 65, and Gamera mm-hmm. versus Barugan came out in 65. Well, either way, Baragon is a lot more easier to pronounce. A lot more easy to pronounce, and I'm just gonna say that right here, right now. You know. Anyways, Gamera versus Barugon wasn't all. It was. It was not as serious as the first Gamera movie, and the first Gamera movie wasn't completely serious like the first '54 movie. But out of all mm-hmm. of the other Gamera movies, Barugon, Gamera versus Barugon, and uh, Gam, the first Gamera movie, they were actually moderately serious. Mm-hmm. Isn't, well, isn't Barugan the one that shoots rainbows out of his back? Yeah, that's yes. why I said. <laughs> that's why I said moderately. Did you notice yeah, that sure. Barugan and Baragon are exact opposites? One shoots ice or whatever out of his mouth. The other shoots fire. But their I mean, designs are, their designs are practically the exact same. If you we're going to Minus... describe both of the designs. No, if you were going to describe both of the designs with words, you could probably like sketch out either or. In all honesty, well, I mean uh, that's pretty Barugan, true. The only... 
Only the ears are a big giveaway. Yeah. Barukan is more the... built of a dog, while Baragon is more of a bear, I would say. I would say that... I'd say that Baragon is like a mixture between a bear and a dog, and that's with a horn. That's basically how because I would... If anybody, more if, bulky. If nobody, if nobody had ever seen Baragon, that's how I would describe it, is a lizard... Well... Would you say lizard-like? Yeah. I, oh, no, 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 no. I'd say a bear mixed with a pug with <laughs> no hair and a horn attached to its head. That's how I would describe it exactly. But I'm looking at the two side by side. They do have... How do I say this? Skin deep similarities, such as yeah. a horn, four legs, a tail... Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Back. But other than that, they do look vastly different, in my opinion. They do look different, but I'm right. saying if you were going to like describe it to another person, they'd right, be right, like, right. "Are you talking about the same kaiju?" And then, uh, and right. then you would have to be like, "No, these are two completely different kaiju's." Right, but if you're to look at them, I agree. TV, they are different in in actual design. But like Justice was saying, that even though there are some dead giveaways for for looks, if you were to describe uh, the two creatures uh, side by side, if you were to describe them, I could see how you could confuse the two in, actually, in similarities. Actually, I just I just besides thought ears, of, I, besides ears, just thought of, I just thought of the what would mainly distinguish the two. You know how like in different animals, uh, like deer. They have their eyes on the sides of their heads, right? Barugon, yes. Barugon has that, while Baragon is like us humans, where it's their eyes are looking out straight forward as to as as opposed to side to side. Also, fun fact: Frankenstein versus Baragon and Gamera versus Barugon were distributed in America by, I believe, the same distributors. AIP. No. Mm. That's pretty sweet. Well, what? What? Yeah, are you still on that site or what? Whatever you're looking at. Uh, no, I'm Does just it... staring at well, the DVDs right now. Re really oh, quick, okay. back to what ET was initially saying at first with that King of the Monsters comparison. I agree that King of the Monsters itself is advertised to be much more fun, as when 2014 was advertised to be a little bit more darker with the choir. Uh. It's got a little bit more of that darker tone. And King of the Monsters, it's described, it's a little more fun. And they like to play along with the beauties of the Titans and all that. And if Gamera took that route of being a little more of a fun film, you can still keep those dark elements. Uh, from what I've uh, seen so far, I could see some scenes that could play out kind of dark. You know, soldiers dying in battle aren't always the most lighthearted thing in a kaiju film. Um, but it's... I, I think it could work out pretty much of a fun remake if Gamera was to be remade. Um, we're going to get into... Yeah, we'll get into MonsterVerse a little later. That's a bit more you know, of a... Oh, you want to get into MonsterVerse actually, now? Actually, no, no, no. I have a quick question. No, I have a quick question. Do you both you think that so far uh, King of the Monsters is looking more lighthearted than uh, 2014? I would Definitely. say yes, one hundred percent. Okay, I mean, you everything know, about it seems more lighthearted and brighter. Right, 
like you like I how... said, they they're really advertising the beauty of the Titans instead of 2014, where it's more of the chaos of of what Godzilla did does to San Francisco. This one, it's more like they still wreck some stuff, but yeah. as music implies, and you know the beautiful TV spot, they're much more elegant in this film. You know, if if Godzilla versus Kong is even more lighthearted than King of the Monsters, that'll be really that'll be really funny. Because but that's pushing the, it. Cause I the, no, no, no. Like... Here's here's the thing. If if they do that, it'll basically do the same thing that the Heisei Gamera films did. Whenever it comes to like their seriousness, with except for doing it the direct opposite. Instead of like the first uh, Heisei film in the trilogy was like the lo- most lighthearted, and then with the final film, it was the most dark. And then with the MonsterVerse, it'll go the direct opposite with 2014 being the most dark and then King, uh, Godzilla vs. King Kong being the least dark. There yeah, is I think... I know, that's just, that just seems a little bit funny to me. Oh, right, it's Godzilla vs. Kong. Thank you, E.T. Yep. Universe. Or whatever. But, uh, right. but, um... You're in our minds, Hulk. We'll get to that Godzilla. I I really wanted to latch on in that Godzilla versus Kong discussion. Well, we'll get to that in a little later. I was saying I just really quick, and we'll we'll, we'll discuss really quick about that. I I really wanted that to be sold as a as a light, not lighthearted, a little bit more fun of a movie to put along with the fact that it's basically Kong and Godzilla fighting. It being dark, I completely understand. But uh, I always I don't know why I always depicted it as being the trailers kind of advertised. With the music, kind of the same. Imagine it had that Kong Skull Island. They they played along with a lot of Vietnam War uh, 60s, 70s music, which is really awesome. I love the way they edited those trailers. Uh, but imagine that with Godzilla vs. Kong as a trailer when that kind of... Imagine if they used some sort of rock and roll kind of music like they did in, in Kong Skull Island. That's, that, that's kind of how I wanted it to be advertised, but apparently it's going to be much more of a darker film, I believe, by word of Adam Wingard. Well, so, Adam uh, Wingard's known for directing more darker tone movies. Correct, yeah. And, and he uh, did. to be honest, the trailers for Kong Skull Island, the reason they used those songs was because they, was the era. they had a message. Yeah. It wasn't because the era entirely. Mm. It was also a lot because of the message, such as Bad Moon Rising. That's that's a perfect example. It it talks about something bad on the horizon, and you see mm-hmm. Kong. And then, of course, mm-hmm. run through the jungles, talking about the Vietnam War. So the songs do have that influence. Period. Yeah. Yeah. And the same with the. But, it's kind of it's kind of matching up with the film as well because they do use a lot of period setting songs in that film, especially in the first act. That thing was packed with Vietnam War uh, music, but. That was just a cool idea I had, but I know it's most—it's not likely to happen because, as you stated, E.T. Adam Wingard is known for directing much darker, serious films. Some with even gore. But I, I checked out—I checked out Death Note for the first time, even though I never watched the uh, anime. anime. That is gore. Yeah, that uh, was a bit dark. Did keep its lightheartedness. I wasn't a big fan of that film after. I mean, they there's some quite obvious, such as uh, somebody did a War Pigs uh, version, and it it was pretty good. And I could see 
Someone did a War Pigs fan version of yes the trailer. That actually sounds really. That sounds like a great idea. Actually, I don't know if they. That actually sounds really awesome. Now that I'm thinking about it, War Pigs during a monster trailer. But continue. Um, I'm trying to think of other ones that could be a good one. I mean, if you wanted to go with a very light-hearted feel, I mean, you could play Everybody Wants to Rule the World, but that uh, seems very, very... The Lord version probably would be better, because that's more of a darker tone. But you know I what mean, I mean? That, that, that kind of would fit, because Godzilla and Kong are fighting for dominance of planet Earth, essentially, so... Just a final statement on those trailers. Michi's right. Even MonsterVerse trailers do like to hint a lot at the story and the feel. Like uh, King of the Monsters, nobody played. I think it was Claire de Lune for the first trailer. Yes, Claire de Lune. And, mm-hmm. and it, it was much more of a beautiful song. And for the new beautiful spot, we got Somewhere Over the Rainbow, which is a very interesting choice. But I think it, it played out so great, man. I thought it sounded... See- Amazing. As I think a lot of people have said, they're just showing the beauty and the chaos that these monsters bring. And then when you have the trailer two, which personally I love the trailer two soundtrack. It's very, it gives you a Kong School Island Comic Con trailer feel, and it feels fierce and chaotic. And when this, if they come out with an album. A CD, I want to see that on there because that is an. Um, I love that. The way the beats is, the dun dun, and then it shows mm-hmm. all the footage and the monsters. It it's, fits it so well. Mm-hmm. Right. Those were two different moods. Yeah, those trailer one and trailer two were two very different moods. But, uh, man, we got so sidetracked from Yamra. We, oh, man. <laughs> but I believe like you I said, never got. To my opinions on if Gamera w- would be Should good be as or not. A, yes. Yeah. Continue, Justice. I feel as though it could work, but not as a movie. I personally don't think it could work as a movie. Uh, sorry, E.T., but uh, it's the truth. I don't feel that way, but you could have your own opinion. Um. However, I do feel like as if it could totally work in other mediums, mediums, like much like how Godzilla has done like the uh, chibi thing in Japan, with uh, has rebooted that thing in Japan. If any of you follow MIB or anybody who follows stuff like that, uh, they have rebooted that, and I feel like they could totally. Uh, latch on that idea i'm not saying they could like rip it off from them but i'm saying that it's if that does go anywhere and does show up color palette i don't see how that would financially be successful it just it it seems too childish if if you want to go reboot gamera they they've it's proven that the more darker it is the better however i feel like such as the short film we got from 2015 gam uh, comic-con it doesn't need to be that dark because that was a dark short film and it's yeah. a shame that that just ended up being a short film that that would have been an awesome movie however that's pretty dark considering you see a guy's eyeball pop out of its socket 
and mm-hmm. another one. It's eyes I'm, got I'm not saying fifty-four levels of dark. I'm saying like uh, King of the Mo- like what Monsterverse is doing level levels. Yeah, exactly. That's that's, that's I'm, what I'm saying. I'm, too, is... I'm not. I'm kind of saying Gamera should do what Godzilla is doing, but not. I'm saying don't don't be like DC and completely copy them, where they like just completely DC just completely for the most part copied Marvel and did a horrible job at it. I'm saying there's a certain amount of qualities that you should follow whenever it comes to the MonsterVerse, but don't completely copy them. Right. Is what I'm trying well, to say. I get the dark I mean, the darkness. Go ahead, ET. The problem with the DCEU is it started off on a modest, I'm going to stay there, modest point. And then when they tried to go darker in Batman v Superman and Justice League, people didn't want that. They wanted a more lighthearted superhero movie. That's kind of what audiences want now. That's what I just, they want. I just, well, no, you can't even say that because they tried to be lighthearted hearted in Justice League and see look at how that well, turned out. They, they're they're lighthearted in the well, bunch. Well, look, they went full lighthearted in Shazam and now it is one of the best it's the best DCEU movie so far. So was uh, and the, Suicide Squad. That Suicide Squad was awful as well. Yeah, but that well, was it wasn't as home. right, it wasn't as lighthearted. It's it still had its fair share of, you know, creatures and monsters and Gun firing and stuff like that. It, it still was a little dark for a DC movie. It still had fun, but, but it was like kind of like a Aquaman violence fun. And Wonder Woman, they're both right. very bright. They're lighthearted. Exactly. Movies. Yes. Aquaman yes, is word. legitimately two hours of. I don't even know what you would describe I, Aquaman. I it's crazy. Water. I thought water. Weird <laughs> water <laughs> physics there. It was good. It, I, I thought Aquaman was good. I thought yeah, it was good. Pretty- I I uh, would not say the same about Wonder Woman. I thought I did not like Wonder Woman, but that's my own opinion. Uh, I no. have not seen Shazam yet, so I can't give my opinion on that. But Aquaman, I did like. Uh, but yeah, I don't. Uh, mm-hmm. Ma, we were talking about Ma, kind of if Gamma were to go dark. You guys give the example of MonsterVerse level dark. I'll agree with that. I mean, MonsterVerse hasn't gone. Dark, too dark. dark. It ha- yeah, it hasn't gone too dark, but it has gone to like Kong Skull Island. The helicopter scene, the- there's the guy who went up into the propeller blades and literally got shredded up in there. That was, I mean, probably- essentially, it was violent and it gave a dark mood to see that someone got killed in that manner. Um, but I have to say, I don't think anyone else got it that bad. In the MonsterVerse, well, like an up-close death. We did see death. the... I can't think... The... Uh, one of the scientists got ripped apart by the... Psychodactyls, are they called? Mm. Or whatever the small little... Oh, uh, yeah, you're right. He His arm got torn off, didn't he? I it? mean, they that was pretty violent, too. Right, that was violent. I think Kong Skull uh, is, is the darkest... Not the darkest the most in violent feel. out of Correct. all of them. It doesn't have 2014 has the darkest darkest feel, but the most violent Skull Islands because it gives more of an earth. 
it's more of a fun film. It's a f- more fun film, but it has its fair share of violence. 2014 doesn't have that much violence, but it's much more of a darker tone in the sense that creatures are going to basically kill everyone in the city. If From they get so there. far, really? what I've seen, I would also say that visually it is much darker. Yeah. And the fact that 2014 had a much darker color palette. Yeah, but, and I, I think, mean, I guess yeah. a good description is uh, Godzilla 2014's The Jurassic Park, where it's dark, but it's still kind of lighthearted, but not really. And then you have uh, The Lost World, where it's very violent. You see a lot of could-be-disturbing stuff to people, such as a scientist getting his arm bit off by a T-Rex as he's eaten, and his blood's mm-hmm. flowing through a, a waterfall. <laughs> And that could yes. be Kong Skull Island. And then you have Jurassic Park 3, which is a B-movie that's not good. And then King of the Monsters is kind of that lighthearted, fun movie, except it's 20 times better. Yeah, we might see a couple violent scenes from what I heard. Uh, no, I'm not going to give this away. It was a, it was a description. Yeah, no yeah there was a no description spoilers. from today's... Uh, I don't want to hear it. I don't want to. Yeah, no, I'm not going to give it away. From WonderCon, and it was it was a little dark, and it had to do with Ghidorah and soldiers. But I'm not going to give it away. But I'm saying that that could also fit into that. Uh, well, we'll leave it at that. Right. Yeah. Do you remember in the first trailer where uh, it had one of Ghidorah's rays going through like a the side of a yeah yeah I remember the field that. Is yeah, it, Millie Bobby does Brown's it running away. Yeah, wait, is, is it confirmed that that's Millie Bobby Brown? I thought it was just, we yeah, didn't know. Very um, obvious in the trailer, it's Millie Bobby Brown. Oh. And plus, from what well, we know, she's in the stadium, mind. and it's probably... That whole scene with Millie Bobby Brown running as those as his gravity beams go through and him just destroying the field and all that, that's all connected. By the way, that seems totally not the size... And I don't oh. really understand that. The, the like, if Ghidorah like shoots his uh, gravity, beams, I know that, that, it would be much that, bigger that, than that. That tripped me out. I mean, yeah. I don't know if he was blasting it at the. Uh, you know what I don't that know makes where. me think? Yeah, that that makes me think that that is like a scene where like he's breaking out of the ice that he's in, like, and like somehow, like whenever he's breaking out of the ice and he's like just starting like to he's like basically like stretching whenever you're like after basically how a person stretches and isn't like entirely there whenever they wake up in the morning like uh-huh. he's not completely there so his gravity beams are like i think it's the, it could be like potential. it could be like millie bobby brown at fenway park and she's probably inside the stadium and Ghidorah probably blows up Fenway Park, and she's just trying to escape. And I guess as the beams are going up, it, it enters a bunch of doors. I guess I don't know. That's really I was confusing. thinking that it's like just at the Ghidorah com, like wherever they're. Well, when when that was confirmed, it's in the background Park. you can see it's an obvious stadium. Like it's very clear right. if. You and and it was background and everything. It was confirmed that it's Fenway, the home of the Boston Red Sox. So we know that that takes place in Boston, of course, at the Boston Red Sox Stadium. So that's we we know that. What Ghidorah is, or 
Yeah, we know. Yeah, yeah. What? But um, where's where's Mothra at then? Who knows? We know that Mothra's going to be in the final battle. I think Mothra will. I mean, where where was her egg at? It's at uh. I thought she was Yunnan. And the Yunnan. She was at the stadium. No, she's at the Yunnan Yunnan province. Yeah, in the temple of the moth. Well, that that's what. Well, I. I mean, there was, and like, railing whenever in the trailer. And then Mothra larvae becomes Mothra. Well, the the thing that confused me was, like, in the trailer, there's railing and uh, around where, like, their, uh, Millie Bobby Brown is, like, reaching out to uh, uh, Mothra. And I was thinking, wait, this seems more like a stadium type of feel than... Well, um, Whatever you just said. Yeah, no, that was that was the inside of of the temple of the moth. It's the yeah. That's base. what confused me. That's what confused me. Right, and um, we we talked a little anyway, bit. We talked a lot of monsterverse. We should just call this podcast <laughs> Gamera and a little bit of monsterverse because this is a lot of monsterverse or a Gamera episode. But we'll, um, we'll come back to Gamera a, a little bit, or not Gamera, monsterverse, monsterverse. It seems like we're gonna get to Gamera in a in a little bit, but um, we um, something I wanted to discuss is if Gamera was to have a film reboot, who would be the main villain? And two options I had: what the obvious option is, of course, uh, Gauss as the main villain. But we've seen it before in Garden of the Universe, basically a rebooted film with Gauss basically as the main villain again. And I believe Garden and uh, they spread out. Then they multiplied into many Gauss as the franchise went on. But do you think I guess if you Gamera, could say they're a legion of Gauss? Uh, mm, uh, no. Uh, yes, uh, that just happened. A, le- <laughs> a legion of Gauss, but um. I think if the film were to be rebooted, I could see two options. Because there's no really other Gamera creature that you could take much more in a modern-day kind of realistic tone or setting than Gauss himself. Like, you can't do... all the Some you can do. Zetus. You could do yeah, you, <laughs> Most likely, like, Zetus and, and some others. I forgot. What's the name of the one that just has the big knife for a face? Guiron? Guiron, yeah. I think Guiron can also work as well. But if you want to make mean like, life head? I was about to make that joke, but now I see the consequences of it. But I think if you were to make a a main villain and reboot it again, I think Gauss would work. Or like that uh, fan monster. film, like yeah, like the fan the short film advertised of a brand new monster, even though that never happened. I think it'd be a great mm-hmm. idea for Gamera to have a new matchup. Um, and it'd be awesome to see, and you know the, you know the creativity can literally go anywhere. Gamera has some crazy-looking villains from the past, so they could really make something new here. But I don't. See, I, go ahead. If if they were to reboot the original monsters, I would rather they do some sort of Pacific Rim esque way of like the reason these all look weird and outlandish is because they're from aliens you know mm-hmm. yeah that that i wouldn't i would like i would kind of agree with that idea i think that could be no. a logical explanation 
granted, you're going to have to modernize them a lot because people aren't mm-hmm. going to take a two-legged monster that has ninja stars in his well, I'm, head. I mean, Gaios, Gaios, you wouldn't really have to do that too much because no. they've Gaius already and Zetus and Iris and Legion. I think Gaius you can make really similar to Rodan, but not too similar. Design yeah. can change a lot. But you, just considering just on how take... they're portraying, or considering on how they're portraying Rodan in 2019, I think that Gauss could just really work as an evil, pteranodon-like alien creature. I don't know. Just rip the Rodan model from God no, King of the Monsters and copy it. and paste it. Give him a bigger take head. Take off the head. And put him into yeah. put on a different head. There you go. And the, the wings would <laughs> smash him in the smash him in the face with the uh, iron. Do that. <laughs> and the top of the head, make it flatten out. Yeah. <laughs> oh man, I know. Oh man, I'd love to but, see a modern adaptation of Grouse's freaking top of his head. That'd be great. <laughs> I just imagine you know, like there's like an animated ver- like version of you know how there's like animated versions of movies on YouTube. Like mm-hmm. as parodies, I imagine that yes. somebody does that, and then they they like have a uh, King Dora like throw a anvil on top of uh, Rodan's head, and for just the rest of the video, he looks like Gaius instead. Looks like Gauss. Yeah, that'd be funny. But Et, you know, I know you're trying to say something. Go ahead. If if they were to reboot it, honestly, if they just changed it so all the monsters were aliens. I don't think yeah. that would be too out of the realm of possibilities. Right. I mean, I know Ghidorah might be an alien in the upcoming King they of Monsters. They confirmed that he's not of this world, so he's right. He's not an a, alien. He might be otherworldly. Right. So if that is true, then I, mean, I think people... they could definitely go with Gamera, outlandish Gamera alien villains. It's people it use work. the term alien as something from outer space however really and honestly alien just means not of this location not of this world it's it's something we don't know about that's what an alien is same with the ufo it's not a Mm -hmm. disc that flies in space it's an unidentified flying object they might give it a, a code name like they did with muto in uh in King of the Monsters, they might not call it an alien because I know the film. From what I've seen, they don't really like to call Ghidorah an alien in this film, so they might give him a code name like they did with Muto, a massive unidentified terrestrial organism. So they might give it. Well, a, a... Titans is what they're going to be called, and that probably right. stands for. But, right, Ghidorah okay. isn't hasn't really been called a Titan though. I, if you go on his Monarch page, he's. They never really call him a, a, a titan. They just use words like reptile, not rep, like serpent, or s- things along those lines. But I'm pretty sure something in Titan has to do with Earth-based. You know, you know what I mean? Because they haven't really. Ghidorah's name isn't Titanus Ghidorah. It's Monster Zero on the on the website. So I found that kind of strange. But uh, yeah, so what? I think aliens could work. Possibly. It's just the designs that are a big eh, you know what I mean? Like like you said, Zetus and all, I, I don't know. A lot like the squid and everything about Gamera's foes just really scream 
weird. You know what I mean? It's just a very different looking kaiju uh, in these films. So, you know which uh, Gamera movie, uh, the Showa films, I hadn't seen until like way later on in my life because there wasn't an MST3K episode about it. So Super I didn't Monster. really see any cut of it. Uh, <laughs> no, I had seen Super Monster uh, uh, around the same time as whenever I binge watched all the other ones. But the one I didn't see until way oh, later on was the uh, no, not the Brave. What, which, what, whatever oh. is the one that uh, that has what's the one that has the weird weird mon- monster that comes out of like a totem pole or something or like a statue Jiger. what which one is that jagger that's it also known i had not seen that one till till like way later on which one's the shark which one's the the giant shark like Zygra. that's zetus oh wait i thought no. that was zetus no no zetus yeah, that, is the no that's that one i think different. is the, is is the most if we're gonna remake that, I think that one will be the most challenging. His name's what did you say, Zygra? Zygra, mm-hmm. Zygra. Zygra. Right, that's a that's a funky looking design right there. It's like a shark, whatever. Imagine that in in a modern day screen. You think they could pull you think they can pull yes. some outlandish yeah, gamma designs they off? Could pull it off. It, basically, if you modernize any of the gamma monsters, it could work. Really, honestly, I don't... if you do do a Pacific Rim stance, it it would work out perfectly. Okay, the only well, actually, no. There's one thing I have to disagree on. I don't think you can do a modern Zegra that can go on land. I don't think you can do that where he's like standing on land. That's gonna look stupid no matter well, what. That if they change it depends the, on, the yeah. point of where he can be both land and sea, like having like Godzilla. right? I'd say but, yeah, well by that point, I'd say that you change the design so much you might as well make it a different kaiju. Like well, you, you can money. change a design not to the point where he looks too much like a literal walking shark. You got to make him look a little more. <laughs> organic you know don't make him look like like the fins he can have the fins but don't make him look like he's literally just two fins in, in front of him that he claps all the time it, the, the way the original looked he didn't really have hands that it was just so two bad fins that were outwards that, that the entire so film bad. that looks give so him bad. like et said give him like some web kind of stuff he could have arms but give him webs on the bottom kind of resembling fins maybe or give him fins but maybe claws at the end make sure they don't stick out 24 7 like the original did it's like some designs they they could work if you're to modernize it in a way where it doesn't look too like it doesn't belong there you know like we said uh zeger or whatever uh, if you made him a literal giant shark-looking aquatic creature like they did in the original, he's not going to fit in in modern day because audiences are going to laugh thinking there's a freaking giant walking shark with fins just hanging there. He doesn't really do anything with them. It, if they were to make it to a point where these creatures can move around very organically, like I said, when I picture Zegger, most mostly some of Gamera's foes. Guiron, like we're saying, the one with the knife head, I believe it was. I can't picture them moving 
organically as a CGI model. I, I know that's hard to understand. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. It wouldn't look as organic like a modern kaiju. If I were to just basically take that that's design, cool. modernize its same shape, it, it wouldn't look good. You know? You gotta change a lot, really. I don't think... Do you think that any of the original kaiju in King of the Monsters is going to be ha- be on four legs? Quick question. Yes. Do you yes. think that... Do you think I think will? that Rodan will be quadrupedal when walking. Uh, he could stand on two legs, possibly, but from what we've seen... They're Do you think of- any kaiju will always be like that, though? Uh, the mountain, the mountain kaiju Wait, yes, that we yeah, see. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The mountain kaiju looks like it walks on four legs. Is it the way it was positioned? Yeah. But not not okay. any of not any of the main four in the film. No. I don't think I don't think the uh, the mountain kaiju will get a lot of screen time then because think about it. No. The more the more contact you have with your surroundings, that means the more you're going to have to sink into the budget so a 200 so, million dollar so, budget uh, I, I, maybe I don't know uh, honestly uh, with any, the budget that anyways, got, I wouldn't be surprised if they did that well he, here's the well I'm saying for like other movies uh, it, it, it it's a lot more harder to do a four-legged monster because of the fact that it's it interacts with the environment environment a lot more because there's a lot more let there's more area where it's touching its surroundings literally twice as much so that's why i would think it's a lot more expensive to do a four-legged uh whatever rather than a two-legged or even Something like King Ghidorah or Rodan, where they're in the in the sky, or Mothra. Were the Mutos well, weren't mean, the Mutos four legged? Uh, yes, like, no, kind one was of... six legged. One was six. One was four. One was four. I remember the. I, I, well, I the thing was, was, they the, didn't show the female. They didn't show the, fe- the the female looked like it had like his it her six. back. It was six. Cause to me, it looked like her back uh, legs kind of crossed her front legs. It, w- it was kind of a weird design. Now the male walks on fours from what I've seen. And yep. it could well, be here's the, same the thing. With, think, with think, think about it like this. Whenever you saw like the feet of the, well, feet, feet in quotation, quotation marks of the Mutos, it was usually in the final battle. It, maybe they didn't even show. Well, in, in very long shots, like from a building's mm-hmm. perspective, you could have seen like yeah. the females feet on the ground, and I imagine that was pretty expensive to show that. But mm-hmm. but whenever it comes to all the other scenes, it was usually in close-up shots. Like for example, whenever they're in the Las Vegas Strip, and the one like uh, the male—is it male or female? Which female. one is the bigger one? Female. Female, female is the bigger one. Okay, yeah. the female one like uh, stomps his, her feet or whatever through the ceiling of that one casino. That was a mm-hmm. close-up shot. That was not like you couldn't see all the other legs. And also, for example, on the 
the, the uh, railroad tracks, uh, again, you did not see all the feet. You just saw... Well, do you know why one... that's that way? Well, I mean, it's on top of a uh, bridge, but uh, why? Well, it's because of the style that was made. Unlike King of the Monsters, where you're going to clearly see the monsters, Gareth Edwards went for more of a down-to-earth perspective. That's why you never yeah. see the monsters. Yeah, I know. So that's kind of why it's that way. It's not because they didn't want to go with it that way. It's because they filmed it to look like you can record that. Well, I imagine that was partially the reason why they did that. Well, not not exactly partially the reason. I I think that they could have said, hey, let's not do as many shots where it actually has them connecting to the ground as to as opposed to a upward shot where we could save a little bit of money not having to show the surroundings. Do you get what I mean? Like, uh, you could convey the same thing through a different shot is what I'm saying. And it'd be less expensive. Do you get what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah, I got you. But uh, a four-legged creature, like like a and yeah, like you were saying, it could be a little complicated to do modern day. Like, do, can you think of a? I guess the male Muto, but I wouldn't choose him as a as a model for like uh, if we wanted to do a monster versus Anguirus, and he would be walking on four legs. But can we? Th- I don't know if I could think of a. a- oh, oh, actually. I haven't seen Rampage, but actually, don't a lot of monsters in that? Actually, I think all of the I monsters all in of that them, movie. Take, yeah, all of them walk on on. Except for technically force. George, he like would go back and forth, but all of the other ones. I think George would only switch stance if you were climbing or beating his chest, maybe. Yeah, it's, it's kind of like Kong in two thousand five. He was the same. You wouldn't really stand how was the late. CG? How was the CG in that movie? I I haven't watched it Great, yet. Amazing, beautiful. It was yeah, it was good. And like the mocap for George was pretty good with close ups of like the one of my favorite shots. It was, it was like a close up of Lizzie as she's approaching on on soldiers, and they're shooting at her, and then she eventually steps on like two of them. But it's it's like a. I like the CG in that film. It's pretty good, especially Lizzie. Like I said, I thought she looked really good in that film. Did it show a lot of like the feet interacting with the ground in a lot? There of was shots? a scene. I mean, there was, was there a, a lot scene of overhead shots to where you could see that. Uh, was there was a few overhead shots, but I don't. Mm-hmm. Like you could see, like when Lizzie came out of the of the water, you could clearly see her like climbing out of the water uh, but from see the, the issue with that is they're filming it and it's in close quarters like mm. no I, a better comparison would be Pacific Rim because there's a lot of scenes in that where they're in wide open spaces Rampage mm-hmm. you're enclosed in Chicago King of the Monsters they were aiming for more of a down to earth perspective uh, I mean it's it, it's It'd be really hard because, like, even the wolf is in—it's in the forest and concealed by the trees. Right. So it's kind of hard to see him in full. Well, mm-hmm. now that I think about it, I think it also has to do with partially the rule of thirds in filmmaking and the fact that 
you're not really supposed to show just feet unless it's for a really good reason. Right. Like in Pacific Rim where uh, it shows knife head swimming through the water. That's an example of where you would show, you wouldn't really show the face. You, you would show more of the other parts of the body rather than the face because the face isn't really important in that shot. Mm-hmm. Right. And I love that shot, by the way. That's one of my favorite yeah. shots in the film. Agreed. Um, Even though it but, doesn't make any sense. Right. It d- because of the it's, fact that, like, they can't, it really they, it, they it, clearly can't stand up in that, but what, later on they stand up clearly. So, but right. I do love that. I think it, it was a good sense of size. That's what, that's what we're yeah. about that shot. Yeah. Agreed. Um, I don't know. I, I mean, Gamera. For Gamera, they could. I'd love to see some of those sense of scale shots too, like they did in that uh, with the short film, where he crashes down and the boy's looking up, and then it's his. It's a kind of not a wide shot really, but yeah, a bit of a wide shot of the boy, basically compared to Gamera's lower body as his thrusters are shutting off. Basically, shots like that. Um, I'd love to see a Gamera movie with that kind of shots and imagery. It, uh, this could. As a dark film, like I said, if it was like E.T. said, that would have been an awesome film if it were to actually happen. Uh, sadly, it wasn't a really a trailer. It was more of a it short a film. Like I said. It was a concept. Originally, I think it was, it was for some sort of... Trailer. It was for an anniversary, correct? Something mm-hmm. for, it was to show the fans of Gamera that, hey, we got the rights to this. We're going to do something with it. And I guess it didn't get the press it wanted to get. So they ended up just saying uh, it, it, it was a concept trailer and now it's a short film. So mm-hmm. there you go. Yeah. 30th anniversary Gamera film. It's amazing. Nothing like honoring the fans and saying we got the rights, but it's not happening. <laughs> I think um, wait, how, would, how would you guys do it? I, me personally, when it comes to the villain, and I, we're going to jump back to that for a bit. Would It's either would you probably remake a villain or would you make a new one? I'd make a new one. Yeah. Just to it, it'd be a little more interesting. We've seen these villains before. Gauss is the only one that they could really do and say, let's start off with this one because he is not only one of the main ones. But I, I, yeah, I well, can, uh, others can work. See, others can work. That's the issue is Gaius is the main one. He had there's yeah. Gamera versus Gaius, Gamera versus Guiron, Gamera Guardian of the Universe, Gamera Attack of Legion, Gamera Revenge of Iris. Gamma the Brave. That's six of the movies out of like seven others. Well, yeah. I mean, plus he's Gauss already been he's already been remade. So, so he you has, kind of yeah. get a, a Gauss has been remade before, and everyone and thinks that he is in that, in that more serious tone. So you can get more of a better understanding of what you could do with him first, considering See, he has I already gotten that. Him... Maybe what I would do in that case is have Gauss at the end, hype him up as the next monster. At, right, at right. first, create your own original monster for Gamera to fight. You know, yeah. get people to go see it. They're like, I've never seen this monster. Like the Mutos? Like, yeah, exactly. Yeah, like the Mutos. Like, we never seen Gamera Godzilla 2. battle these guys. Yeah. And then in Gamera yeah. 2, after you've hyped up Gauss have Gauss, and then you could do 
the other minor kaiju, or maybe just make an overarching villain as they did in the Heisei I've films and make them make them smaller and all that. Would you ever build Gauss as a big bad villain for a finale? I, no. I personally think Iris or Zetus would be better. Iris, you think the thing about Iris is I don't feel like he should be remade. I feel like it's a little too like let's like saying I want to remake, let's say, Megaguirus for a whole new life. Some kids say it could work, but there's that majority saying that's more of a millennium film. I say give it some time. Yeah, it'd make more sense to remake some of the more classic sides. Like even people saying Destroyer being remade is pushing it a little too much. Yeah. But yeah. I could I see mean, like the, the Heisei is out of the Showa Gamera films, there's no big bad. There really right. isn't. They're all weak. Technically they're remaking Rodan and King Ghidorah from the Heisei series because of the fact that they were the that was the latest time that we saw those both of those kaiju. Mm, hey! Oh actually GMK wait and Final GMK, Wars. Except for GMK. So oh yeah, that's and true. Final so Wars. technically even earlier. So, so technically even earlier. Haha. But if you're talking about the original uh time then you still have a point but if you're talking about the latest time then you don't have a point there Aztec Aha. well it was when they were first introduced to the audience it was when they were first introduced to the audience you know what I'm saying like if yeah. you were to make Destroy and the Showa then reboot him in the Heisei people would be like oh there's I guess destroying the monster and the monster was to be okay because he's more of a first generation classic Godzilla villain it's the same as with if let's say if Mechagodzilla was first introduced in the Heisei era, would you think people would still want him as more as they'd want him? Uh, if you think if Mechagodzilla was first introduced in the Heisei era, do you think that people would want him more in the MonsterVerse than they do now? Yes. Kind of think of it uh, that way. No, not really. Well, I mean, right? Because he's more of a first-generation Godzilla villain. He's more respected. I mean, Here's here's kind of an idea I've had, and since we did com get confirmation a while, just a few weeks ago, that the MonsterVerse is planned to continue, mm -hmm. I was asked what what can po what possibly could Godzilla fight that's stronger mm -hmm. than Kong? Don't, don't say Mecha Never. Godzilla. Mecha King Ghidorah. No, well, no see, mechas. What they could Zero do mechas. is they then could. Then you bring up Bring Gamera in. You okay, have that's, yeah, we wanted to discuss that. Yes, E.T., I'm glad you brought that up. Continue before we get into that monster. We, we've got basically a confirmation, the Oxygen Destroyer. <coughs> Excuse me. It's a legit uh, confirmation. Rip off, <laughs> rip off uh, Dollar General version of uh, Oxygen Destroyer. But it's continue. called the Oxygen. I forgot what it's called. Don't. I don't know. Don't tell me. Yeah. It's not oxygen so separator. Oxygen anyway, separator is best oxygen destroyer. Anyway, uh, you, you're setting up destroyer kinda in this. Mm -hmm. And then in the next phase, I guess, if you want to put it into Marvel terms, the next phase is hyping up Gamera and Godzilla. I mean that would be an awesome movie. And in the end you hype up that Destroyer is now been born. And then in the next phase, I don't know, have Mecha Godzilla. 
because by Ooh, then no. you're in the future, Mm-mm. and now you're like, okay, Mm-mm. let's let's go on. Uh, actually, modernize. Yeah. And then know. at the end, know. have Destroya, Mecha Godzilla, and Godzilla have make it two parts. You know, the first part, Destroya comes at the end. They destroy Mecha Godzilla. Godzilla's deeply wounded, and Godzilla retreats. Oh no! What's going to happen? And then you have Godzilla versus Destroya, in which if you didn't want to go with the Destroya monsters for the big finale, have Godzilla fight Destroya, and that would be a good bookend because you could have Godzilla die in that one, the same you have him die in '95. Could I say something really quick? About mm-hmm. mechas. Okay. Potentially, mm. a mecha could make sense if it was like the anime trilogy, what, but like they actually made a mecha, it's but like, not, not like what, a city. What Anyways, point do they have could, in the monster verse? You could actually make it realistic. Well, I mean, you could make it realistic by saying it's nanites, and the nanites just take a form that. Seems intimidating to Godzilla, so it well, like two does things, some, like, like a copycat thing, kind of like how a beta fish. Is, whenever it looks into a mirror, it starts to flare up. Do you get what I mean? Mm-hmm. But it, again, like to back that up, it these movies would be in like twenty thirty five, twenty forty. So by then, it may make more sense to have a giant robot because we don't know what technology will be oh uh, i don't think i don't in all honesty i think nanites although like the nanites it, it, it all depends it's all is actually something that i could see plausibly happening in real life in all honesty because of the fact that there's when there there's no real not really a limit to what you could do with nanites per se i think all it all depends it all depends on how you want to portray the character of, of the mechas, like Mechagodzilla. If you wanted to make him evil, maybe pursue the the nanites idea, but if you were to be good and Godzilla were to somehow, I guess, switch sides to from good to evil, which we know he's technically good now in the MonsterVerse. Well, I mean, in the those. Heisei films, he was kind of not bad or good, well, and they still made a Mechagodzilla in that he, series. He kind of was bad throughout that whole well, thing. I, mean, I, I know that, but he was to destroy Japan. kind of good, but kind of not. Yeah. He was he was in the middle throughout I the mean, whole thing. I mean, essentially, he was That's going to kill it. the entire Earth. Like, legitimately, he was going to destroy that the wasn't entire his, Earth. That wasn't his fault. That wasn't his fault. But they still had to... <laughs> Plus, to <laughs> continue it's... on with that, Godzilla is a anti-hero. And I'll fight yeah. for that for days. Uh, oh, he he I'll has good intentions, that. but he destroys stuff and does bad stuff. Yeah. He kills people more than he does save them, probably. In all honesty, uh, I don't think every his... single hero that you can think of pro- could probably argue be argued to be a anti-hero in the fact that they do. Like Superman could be argued to be a anti-hero in the fact that whenever he fights. He does cause Man a lot of property Superman. damage. Yeah, property I, damage. Spider-Man. I think it's Godzilla. It's He doesn't really necessarily want to save... I don't think he cares much for humanity. I just think it's... He's got to protect the Earth in general, because that's his job to keep the balance. He's got to protect the I... Earth. and he He doesn't really care much 
on who stands in his way. You know what I mean? I like mean, if Ghidorah is in front of him and it, in the middle of him and Ghidorah are a bunch of humans and they're coming right at each other, I don't think Godzilla would give a crap. He'd just squish every single person. You know, down I, I don't know if I said it in here or if I was on a conversation with somebody, but essentially the way we look at ants is what Godzilla looks at us. He doesn't care about us. If he steps mm-hmm. on us, he doesn't care. And what yeah. do you want us to make Godzilla our pet? <laughs> it's just, it's no. just like you know what? It's, it's this is going back to Gamma too, from Gamma three. He's more of not a hey, I'm gonna protect humanity. He's more of a hey, I'm gonna protect Earth. But if humanity stands in my way, then oh crap, that's their fault. They're basically gonna get killed. His job was to basically stop the. Uh, Gauss and the I believe it was when we first introduced or first introduced to Gamera, and we see people dying in that mm-hmm. sequence. There are explosions; they're dying, but it's just Gamera doing his job. It's I think it's the yeah, same with Godzilla. That's... It's Godzilla doing his job, well, but I people mean, are just in his way. Gamera isn't isn't really like the guardian uh, of the, the he's the guardian he's the guardian of the. He's the guardian of the earth. He's not the guardian of humans. He's humanity. the guardian of the earth. No, he's yeah, not the I guardian of humanity. Because he's not the, the reason he was made was because the Atlanteans needed something to protect them. So they engineered Gamera. And <laughs> Gamera then fought stuff and killed... Namor Christ. and Aquaman came together... And they both put their brains together, and they were like, "Hey, we need a huge kaiju beside that one uh, crab thing you got." At the end of Aquaman. And yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like it's like this is how they connect the DC universe. It's just the monster versus monster like a post-apocalyptic verse. version of the DC universe. The DC <laughs> if anything, it feels like the DCU is a post-apocalyptic version of the monster verse. If Shazam and Aquaman never happened. But anyways, other than that, um Yeah, I th- we made that we made that Gamera Godzilla comparison. Um I really think that's how it's gonna go. I mean how how not how it's gonna go, how Godzilla and Gamera's intentions are kind of the same. Not specifically Gamera Showa where he's just, hey children, blah blah blah. But more of like a Gamera three Gamera, where he doesn't really care much. He's just getting his job done. I view Godzilla in the same way, even if he's a lot lighthearted in films. He's like, "There's a monster in my way. It's time to kill it because that's what I do." Oh, humans are in my way. I still have to fight through this city, whatever setting, and humans will die, but I still got the job done. I, I, I kind of view MonsterVerse Godzilla that way. That's how I see him. He's a force of nature. Right, he's a force of nature. Tsunamis don't happen to knock down an industrial city. They don't don't care about humans. They're just there to do what they do and get out. Same with tornadoes and earthquakes. Godzilla just comes in, does what he wants to do, and leaves. He he doesn't care. Right. I really don't think. Well, I mean, I think that's debatable. I think that's he debatable. might he might view humanity as a lighter side, knowing that humanity and Godzilla will team up in King of the Monsters. Uh, I don't think he's gonna get the gist until he actually sees them, the military, not engaging Godzilla and possibly Ghidorah. 
and then he's gonna be like, "Hey, they're probably on my side." He won't, you know, we won't see him say it or think it, but he'll probably, you know, understand. And like he did Until they in, play in that in, record that's in the Monarch Sciences right uh, in, lab where they play and it plays weird scratching noises, and then yeah. Godzilla goes to Rodan, "Hey, Rodan, help me out over here." Mothra, okay. You better get there. Okay, here's a here's what I would compare Godzilla to and what exactly he fundamentally is. I wouldn't say he's a force of nature. I would compare him to the character Galactus from the Marvel universe, whereas Galactus <sighs> is is at a universal level that whereas Godzilla is just at a or a planet based level, level, a earthly level. level. But yeah, see, the city, reason city Galactus level. does it is to survive. He needs to eat planets to survive. Well, I mean, in the first Godzilla movie, he did it because... Well, first he, he did it because like he was... He, yeah, he did it. Well, not not exactly. He did it because... Uh, well, no, that he didn't really know why the H-bomb... He technically what, didn't what like humans. Well, I mean, not really. Well, here's I would compare thing. Godzilla he, to he, a lion. No, I wouldn't really do that. And a human walks in, there's going to be issues. Because mm-hmm. Galactus, yeah. Galactus feeds on planets for reasons. He picks Well, I mean, chooses. Godzilla kills, well, goes to the city for reasons. He doesn't just pop up there like, hey, I'm here now. He, 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 like, in the first film, the reason why he went there is because. He got out of his. He there was the atomic bomb that led him out of his lair in the bottom of the ocean, and then after he went back to the sea, they dropped depth depth charges to try and kill him, and that didn't work. And but he saw that, hey, they tried to kill me, so I need to like make sure that they don't try and do that again. Because what if they do something even worse? And eventually, they did do something even worse, which was the oxygen mm-hmm. destroyer. Uh, and to, then to stay I should make sure topic. that they don't kill me. Right. To stay on topic, I want to. Does anyone have any final statements on Godzilla? Because we really want to close out with Gamma right here. Mm-mm. All right. I'm so, good. aren't the 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 Showa origins and the uh, I guess you could say Heisei origins? They're two. They're different, correct? With Gamma uh, being yes. Antarctica. Gamera- Showa is more of a natural cause born from the atomic bomb, while Heisei is more of a made protector. Made in the Gamma the Brave is whatever. Whatever it is. Yeah, just just shove that. If if we had time and we put animations, it would be me shoving Gamma the Brave. Just get out because you you you're good. But you're worthless. Right. You never even got the OG Gamera roar in that movie. It's just a cheap knockoff roar. And you got the cute. If if you thought that freaking I hated cute Gamera and Guardian of the Universe, just wait until you see Gamera the Brave. Just wait until you see that design. That is probably. And I think it shifted from Gamera 3 to Gamera the Brave, correct? That was the next Gamera yes. film after that. You know, so that's it, quite it, the it hell of a turn. It was a seven-year actually, hiatus. Actually, God, wait. I, know, I, have the perf- I have the perfect analogy of what 
the Gamera from Gamera. Which one is it? Which one is the one where he like has the most googly eyes? I can't remember the names for Gamera. Yeah, Gamera the the Brave. Gamera the Brave is the eyes look like how uh, girls in most anime have like really weird eyes, and I don't. (laughs) like that. I don't like that. That's exactly what he but looks like. That's kind of true. Yeah. It's like a leader of the battle angel camera. That oh, camera is a rocker yes. oh, because no. he loves Africa. No. He loves to hold that line, you know. Wait, what? He's, Wait, what? I haven't seen Gamera the, the Brave and I was just and confused Down by in statement. Africa. It's going to take a lot to take him away from you. Exactly. He blesses the winds down in Africa. And he holds the line. Azteca. We're get I take it you haven't seen. That. Yeah, we're going to get copyrighted. Have you not seen Gamera the Brave? No, but I know that you just sang a copyright song by uh, Toto. Exactly. So, oh. And in Gamera the Brave, he's called Toto. So. Oh! Yeah. What a connection. Yeah, I didn't so get that. So he loves to party down in Africa while holding that line, you know. <laughs> it's just Baby Gamera flying to the instrumental of that song, I could say. I don't want to get caught. And I mentioned those Godzilla chibi stuff because we I wanted to talk about if Gamera could enter any sort of other uh, media and possibly go into possibly animation. You know that Godzilla has gotten into anime recently, and I'll, although I'm not the biggest fan of anime, I don't watch it on a regular basis. Uh, I've only anime I've watched basically is the uh, is the Godzilla anime series, and I don't know really how I feel about those. I'm kind of, I, I honestly don't know, but do, do you think Gamera could enter any sort of uh, anime or animated TV series, kind of like a Godzilla the series, um, kind of like that, and still be I really will, respected. I will answer that question with a question: Do you, are you asking? Do you think they should do that, or are you asking? Do you think they would do that? Do you think they should, and would they work if it was? If it was, or you could ask both, like Et just said. Um, I do not think they should, but I think they're going to because of the fact right. that Godzilla did it. So, and, and Ultraman's doing it too. But see, and I, Ultraman's doing it too. So, the problem is Ultraman's been doing it. They've been doing that for almost a decade now of anime Ultraman, if not longer. And and the does problem it work? Is, is it- Go ahead. Yes, Go ahead. Ultraman, it works perfectly. But see, Ultraman's made for anime. You can How do well an anime did... Ultraman, and it works. And I, I watched a video essay, and what they said, I, I do agree with, that ult- anime focuses mostly on mechs, and there's, there's okay, lots let's, of reasons. Let's be, that... honest, let's be honest here. You can practically do anything you want with Ultraman, in all honesty. You can um, to a certain yeah. extent. No, I'd say I that mean, you can't. There's some stuff you can't break the barrier with, but you definitely you can do a lot with. I'd Ultraman. say that 
I'd say that there you can do practically anything with it. I'm just, I'm not saying that you should do those things. Some of those things. Things. Mm-hmm. But do you? I, I think that, like Justice said, it's good. It's eventually going to happen some way or form of Gamera going into some sort of animated realm. Whether it's the problem uh, is kind of like based the off were of good the idea. Godzilla, because the whole reason Gamera was made is Godzilla was financially successful. Yeah, and everybody was doing them. The Godzilla anime, they are some That's of what the I was about lowest grossing Godzilla movies of all time. That it's almost not worth trying to replicate that because if Godzilla, the biggest name in Japan, both mm-hmm. literally and verbally, like when in Japan Godzilla is probably the biggest icon they have. I mean, they're literally. That isn't he like literally their. Uh... He's the ambassador of Japan for all yeah. tourists. Yeah, that's it. He's Godzilla is huge in Japan. If he can't even break the lowest grossing Godzilla movie of all time, that's not adjusted for. In- Wait, is it adjusted for inflation? It may not be, but anyway. If Godzilla can't even make a lot of money as a anime series and get critically panned by so many people and get mixed reviews from his home country, Gamera can't do anything. Gamera's always been below Godzilla when it comes to financially being successful. It's mm-hmm. always been that way. But with the way that it's working... It Gamera wouldn't work. Wait, as an I, anime, I I don't know. Did the I don't know. They could just focus a lot on human did, did characters, the, uh, like they did. did the in, anime you know, trilogy do bad or good? Whenever whenever bad. it came to, it did horrible. Whenever it came to, City budget. on the Edge of Battle is the it's, lowest. Hey hey well, hey! Do not speak of that name on this podcast, sir. It's like Voldemort. Hey, City on the Edge of Battle is the lowest uh, film of all time. But, yeah. I mean, it it could be that way. Or do you think... I'm not, I gotta chill with these do you think questions, but... Um, Gamera, could he work in... I, I think he could most likely probably not... Probably not work in some sort of... If it were to be in a way kind of directed kind of like Godzilla the series did... Back in the nineties, I think it was. Yeah, I think it was the nineties. Uh, yeah, back in those days when Godzilla the series was a thing. Um, I don't, I don't know. I, I, I'm pretty sure ET. You, I'm pretty darn sure you've seen the series before. Correct. I own it. The thing I think. he well, owns the series, is of course. Anything that Godzilla is doing in the modern in the modern day. I feel like Gamera is going to do too if they're able to, because of the fact that that's basically what Gamera is known for is the but fact that wanted, whatever Godzilla did, Gamera tried to ride if, the tail of. What if what if Gamera was aimed more towards children this time? Because that's kind of what he was doing back in his show with days when he was more I mean, lighthearted towards that children. Would work. Because an anime? anime is aimed towards children a lot of the times, especially in Japan. 
but I don't know. It like like the you guys said, Gamera mm. tries to do what Godzilla does, but they only do it whenever it's it's in good health. Mm-hmm. When Godzilla was dying, they stopped making Gamera movies. They made one last Gamera film yeah. after and Godzilla just... officially died. And, that... and I'm I'm pretty that sure that that was that the... Gamera. I'm pretty sure that Gamera concept trailer came after 2014, didn't it? Yes, probably yep. a year later. And Godzilla or 2014 year. was no, it was 2015. 2015. I think they even admitted to the fact that they were trying to do it to write off the coattails of Godzilla. Didn't they? I mean, I don't remember, but Gamera comes in whenever Godzilla's doing good. In yeah. anime, they didn't do good. It it wasn't very good at all, so probably not a good idea to follow in those footsteps. I- well, the thing is, Gamera's not done the bright, brightest thing over the years, so. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, or I I know that he's had a couple uh, games as well. I think there was, yeah, there's Gamera 2000 and a little more recently City Shrouded in Shadow. Do you think if he had a little more of an approach like Godzilla did for PS4? I believe it was. I forgot the year. Was it was twenty fifteen? Yes, it was. You can also, you can also uh, play play the uh, game where in the movie they use a Sega Dreamcast to uh, measure what? What is mm-hmm. it? What? What? Mana. <laughs> that was a Sega. Yeah. Yeah. But do you, do you think uh, if a video game like that were to come out, do you think it would be? kind of a success would it be kind of a kind of not that good of a game like godzilla was for ps4 like me personally i i loved the movies growing up but i hated the game it was i they could have done so much better things do you think if if they were to probably learn from the mistakes uh and see godzilla ps4 as a first person giant monster game do you think that could work with with camera as well Maybe Gamera alone wouldn't do good. I feel like it would have to cross over. The -hmm. thing is, Gamera isn't. Gamera's known to sometimes do, like whenever it comes to the '90s trilogy, they did. They improved upon what Godzilla was doing at the time, but whenever it comes to both Showa and Brave, they didn't succeed in that whatsoever. Mm Mm-hmm. So, I, I guess it all depends on what team you have working on it. Right. You think, this is going to get off topic, but you think Atari's going to get back on those Godzilla games pretty soon? No. Um, Nothing soon? They, they noticed. No, I think it's, uh, it wasn't Atari that noticed. Pipeworks, Pipeworks noticed that Godzilla was in a lot of their uh, suggestions, and they've taken notice. They just got to get Atari, Atari's approval for the games. And they got to get rights. Yeah, they have to get rights, too. But do you think I, it would have been good fan service there to remake those games maybe for PS4 today? Mm. I know a lot of people who would purchase that. But um, we are going to wrap up right here. 
this was a good discussion. I think we settled that Gamera can indeed work in a modern day setting, whether it's a remade film, uh, possibly uh, animation, maybe aimed towards uh, younger kids, since that's kind of what Gamera was all about in the early films in the 70s. Um, but this was a good discussion. Uh, I'm your host, Aztec Productions. You can find me on YouTube as Aztec Productions. Uh, Justice, where can we find you at? You can find me on uh, YouTube as Justice. You can find me on Twitter as Justice. And you can find me on Discord as Justice. But also, there's something else I would like to shout out really quick. Because earlier in the podcast, we were talking about... uh, um, music in Godzilla. There is a new Kickstarter for uh, the for G Fest t- to have another concert there. Uh, I forgot what it is called. Let me look it up really quick. Have either two of you heard about this? No. Yes. Because. Of course, I'm not. Uh, do, you, do you remember? Do you remember? Do you remember what it's called? Et. Uh, I do not. However, basically, while he's looking it up, it's where this whole orchestra comes to Chicago, and I believe they mm. go to the Penwick Theater and they perform some of. Uh, a, I, I, I am. It's late, so I'm not thinking straight. They've done this yes. before, though. Yes, they've done this only a few times before, but they come and play kind of like a medley of his best of. And it, mm-hmm. I haven't seen it personally, but from what I've heard, it's amazing. And mm-hmm. if you are going to G Fest, I highly recommend if you can donate to this because. It's awesome from what I've seen the two times I've been. Unfortunately, I didn't get to go because they weren't there, I believe. But it it's they're amazing from what I've heard. And yeah. uh, Justice, do you have the the name of it? Um no, I do not, but I'll I'll Here. put it in the description. I got it. It is called the I would like a drum roll. Okay, that's that's a great drum roll. It is the Kaiju Crescendo, an evening of Japanese monster music. Wait, I thought it was called something else. Uh, I'm almost positive that's not what it's called. Hold on, I'm pretty sure. The ki- that's what wait, it's the kicks. And the if you pay, the Kickstarter might. If be you pay for called something else. If you pay for G Fest, does this is this something outside of G Fest that you yes, have to you, get your I believe for? you must pay for it outside of that. Well, so actually, it's... actually, you can uh, pay ten dollars. Or wait, there, there. I, I forgot how much it is, but you can pay a certain amount and get a digital download of the concert. So you don't necessarily have to be going to. G- Fest to get the rewards if you support a certain but amount. It's, it's not the same as seeing it. It's not the same. Right. But you got the same music. Anyways. Anyways. Anyways uh, go thanks for the that. announcement, Justin. Go support if... that. Uh, 
Anyways, as we were saying our different shout-outs, uh, uh, E.T., what would you like to say? Well, first of all, before we get to me, uh, wherever you're listening to us, whether it's on Google Play, Radio Public, iHeart, Blueberry, Stitcher, Spotify, TuneIn, Pocket Cast, iTunes, CastBox, Podcast Republic, Overcast, RSS Radio, Dogcatcher, Podcast Addict, Player FM Breaker, or any app connected to iTunes, if you can, give us a review. And if you do, we'll read it during one of our podcast episodes that boosts our ratings and really lifts us up. So any and all those are appreciated. And if you're listening to us on YouTube, don't forget to like the video, subscribe, and comment down below what you thought of this episode. That really would make us very happy. And you can also, if you have any questions and don't have a social media, you can tweet us at kaiju underscore converse. That's at K-A-I-J-U underscore C-O-N-V-E-R-S. Wait, or, you, wait, you just said if you don't have wait, a social media. Uh, it's, yeah. it's, okay, so my bad, uh, it's, it's <laughs> late for me. If you do have social media, that's where you can find us. If you don't, you can email us at kaijuconversation at gmail.com. That's all lowercase, and it's spelled exactly all one word. So if you would like to, uh, you can find us that way. And uh, I believe that's all the linking for the podcast. And then mm-hmm. you can find me on YouTube as ET13 Productions. So... I just said a lot of words. Okay. So just as E.T. said, a review would really help us out. And uh, a good idea, like he said, is we will read those on the podcast. Uh, It is nice to hear what people's thoughts are and how we could always improve for your entertainment. Now, this has been Kaiju Conversation, where we talk big every week.